Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We are two associate marriage and family therapists under clinical supervision, and we specialize in working with couples. Welcome to It's Complicated, the Couples Guide podcast. Where we debunk myths and deliver truth about couples therapy. Trust us. It's awesome. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Talia. I don't really feel like doing the podcast today. Okay. I'm just not going to be here for it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, my boots are out. Oh, are they? You gotta (laughs) warn me ahead of time. We'll definitely put that in the podcast. That's why it's audio only. (laughs) You have to uh, be a Patreon and subscribe to uh, get the full video. Right? It's like those girls who posted on Snapchat. Send nudes or like my fans only page. Only fans page is $5 a month. Is that a thing? Yeah. Mm, Good to know. You teach me so many things about the technologies. (laughs) The technologies of life, right? What's our topic today? Well,. Trick question, I already know. I don't want to be here is because we're talking about when only one partner wants to start couples therapy. Yeah, figured it out. You figured it out. Ryan Hill. (sighs) Such a gem of a mind over here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I love this idea uh, because it's super common in our world where uh, one partner will reach out to us. Um, and hey, I want to start couples therapy. I just got to convince my partner. <laughs> Commonly known as the pursuer. Yeah. Not always, but most of the time. Or yes. tired distance. Yeah. Um, or, uh, yeah, so one person might want to, another person doesn't. And then we kind of see that in our offices, or I'll speak for me. Like, I see that come into play in my interaction with couples where I will, I will spend time you know, coordinating a session and getting a consultation put together, or maybe answering some questions, and then um, months will go by and I'll never see the couple, mm-hmm. or uh, something will be scheduled, and then like last minute, no, sorry, partner's still not going to go. Mm-hmm. So that's one version of it. And then the other version, which is actually very, I mean, I would say 90% plus of the time, um, couples will come in, there's one person who's like really wanted to be there. And another person who's like, I'm only here because of blank. It's like a, you know? what is his name, Marshawn Lynch, I uh-huh. think, in football. Uh-huh. And there was one interview they did, and he just kept answering, I'm here so I don't get fined. I'm here so I don't get fined. Yeah. I'm here so I don't get fined. <laughs> I feel like that's the other partner. I'm mm-hmm. like sitting with mm-hmm. a nice person and Marshawn Lynch in yeah. my office. <laughs> well, in those dynamics, when the couple actually does show up to my office, it's either um, things have been kind of bad. Yeah. And one person has thought therapy would be helpful. The other person is just there because, like, well, I'll try it, but I'm really just doing it. I don't want to lose it. my... Yeah. I would rather go to... Th- I don't want to go to therapy, but I'd rather not lose my partner. Which one is a stronger yeah, exactly. motivator? Um, and I... And just a heads up for those couples listening and, and maybe going, like, oh, man, that sucks that I'm in that position. I actually say, um, great. That means you have... If you're the motivated partner, good on you for investing in your relationship. If you're the one who's like, oh, I'm not really sure about couples therapy, I say good on you because the act of going is an act of love to your to the partner who who was setting it up. So yes. I, I'll always reframe it as a super positive, like, yeah, you may not buy into sitting here with me in this office, but you're right. totally bought into being here with your partner in this office. So yes. rock on. Yes. The other side, though, is things can get catastrophic, commonly in relationship before they come see us. So I also get the... Um, the oh fuck moment yep. partner where there was the first partner who wanted to come for, for months mm-hmm. 
and then the resistant partners and no 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 no. and then finally that first partner was like i'm out i'm done and then the originally resistant partner was like oh fuck Mm -hmm. i better go to couples therapy or i'm gonna lose Mm -hmm. it and then it's a different thing then something of a very motivated partner um wanting to do it but then you have um, like the roles have reversed Mm -hmm. the original partner's like i'm actually checked out now i've tried so hard so that can be um you know a different version of a, a partner not wanting to start couples therapy because that person was already asking for so long and now it's like great now you got your act together and there's some work to do to get through that but again good on good on people who show up yeah i was pulling up some statistics so i didn't misquote uh-huh. it yeah uh, gottman status yeah the average couple waits six years before seeking help for marital problems oh. And the four horsemen, which we've talked about, but as a review, that would be criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling, predict early divorcing 5.6 years after the wedding. Mm. So what I like to tell (laughs) my couples is if they come in before those two landmarks hit, right? I don't want to butcher the statistics or project my own things onto them more than what I'm about to say is if you wait six years to happen, but those behaviors start about 5.6 years after you get married, you're you're not doing it at the right timing. It's not that it's not worthwhile, but sometimes Mm -hmm. couples, it's not they come in too late. It may feel as though they're coming in like, I'm being dragged in. If we look at those stats, 5.6 years after the wedding is when that predicts early divorce, Mm -hmm. and then you wait six years to come in, right? There's all these, this containment that we Mm -hmm. look at when it comes to the research, and I like to be able to tell my couples that because we hear stats right Mm -hmm. as married couples when when people are married i should say in the Mm -hmm. world oh half of all marriages fail blah Mm -hmm. blah 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 right even that's not true that's not a true statistic half of all new marriages fail but that's not even the accurate statistic right so couples come in they get dragged in by their partner Mm -hmm. i'm here as a last ditch Mm -hmm. effort right i just they have the oh fuck moment yeah and that's why we say distance or pursuer Mm -hmm. and for those of you listening the pursuer if you have a fight with your partner do you need space to cool off afterwards or do you want to go to your partner and say, hey, no, can we work on this? It's yeah. the easiest way I can explain it. Yeah, it's the best, yeah. And so are you the partner that goes and sits in the car to cool off or are you the partner that drives down the street to go find your partner, yeah. right? Yeah. The pursuer would be that person who yeah. goes to pursue and the yeah. distancer is like, yo, I need space. Yeah. Eventually, if I'm the pursuer and I'm coming to you, coming to you, coming to you and you stop, what am I going to do? Distance. Yep. I get tired. I feel taken and burnt. Out. Yeah, I'm burnt. I'm burnt out. I don't want to do it. So I be then become the distancer. Mm-hmm. And you're the distancer previously. What do you do? Oh, shit. Something's wrong. Uh-oh. Role reversal. Yep. I got to occupy that role. And we've talked about but that in the episodes. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It's more than that. I'm not going to do it. But, that could be a whole other episode. Yeah. We but should do a, a we pursuer should. withdrawer episode. But for, lay, like, for laymen, yeah. for people just yeah. trying to understand, that can be, when we look at it as couples therapists, when I get a phone call... I like to ask that question. Yeah. What does a typical fight look like for you? Do you need space to cool off or do yeah. you need your partner to help you feel like you're cooling off? Yeah. It gives me a, a picture mm-hmm. of who's the one that's calling. And for me, it's usually been the pursuer calls mm-hmm. or it's the really tired distancer who's like, I don't want to lose my partner. I don't mm-hmm. love the idea of couples therapy. They have yeah. their own schema and myths and stories and mm-hmm. fears. But I love my partner a lot. I know that. I don't know what therapy is like and I'm scared shitless, but I do know I love my partner. So I'm willing, like you said, to make it work. To come in for them. Yeah. But there are times where we get those calls in months and months and they never come in. Right? Mm-hmm. And I've had that. I think it's happened once. Yeah. Where then that person is called in later on and it's with a new partner. Oh, interesting. Yep. I've never had that experience, but yeah. I'm not Only surprised. once. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's hard so, when we have resistance. Even yeah, with individuals. It's really hard. 
Um, and, and I think one way for this to be a helpful discussion for our listeners is I was thinking we kind of break the discussion into talking to the partner talking to the different partners separately yes as in like let's let's talk a little bit about if we're talking if you're listening and you're someone who's like i want to go to couples therapy but my partner doesn't Mm -hmm. what what are the options what can you expect Mm -hmm. um and we can kind of flip it and and if you're the partner who doesn't want to go to therapy but your partner does how you might you know what you might want to know and how we can kind of like soften the blow and think about like hey here's some things to consider before you make the decision if you actually want to go to couples therapy. Or I love that idea. Uh-huh. How would we best navigate that? Uh, let's just start with, um, well, I'll start with uh, talking to the person who is, as we we're talking about, the pursuer. Okay. Um, who, or in this case, is the motivated partner who to wants come into to therapy. start. Yeah. So you and I are two therapists right now <laughs> talking to... That person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm I just want to make sure I am yeah. understanding. Because I mean, because just to be frank, that's who I talk to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're the Even ones in the engaging. session because they're the <laughs> yeah. ones listening. Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's again, it's super common. I could have one partner call and say, mm-hmm. hey, I want to start or not. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, wait, this person's not really born. Let me see yep. if, you know, I can actually get my partner here yep. or not. And then it's really common for me then to start laying some options out. Mm-hmm. And I realized there was two, um, I wanted to share two values that I come from, from training that influence how I handle that. Okay. The first is that I, I come from a value of, I just meet the person and the, and the couple where they're at. Yes. So I don't do any amount of, um, convincing or trying to, I mean, again, I'm talking to the motivated partner, right. but I'm not trying to say, here's some things you can tell your partner <laughs> to come, which I've been asked for. <clears throat> oh my God. Me too. I, I go into, <laughs> what can I bribe them with? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> because you and I know Talia that trying to like force someone to therapy isn't going to do anything anyway. They have to have some motivation. <laughs> I don't... Not, what is, Oh, who said this to me the other day? Oh my, I think uh-huh. it was, I know who it was. Um, Spouse mandated therapy. Yeah. Court mandated <laughs> therapy. Mandated Spouse therapy. mandated therapy. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. Not that well. Now, keep in mind, we did acknowledge that a lot of times one partner will come in because, like, hey, I don't They were cajoled. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's why I'll have that yes. positive reframe of, hey, you're still here for some motivation. Yes, but I'm not going to tell you an ultimatum on the phone of what to tell your partner. That's yeah, dramatic exactly. and that's childish. Yeah. If you don't go to therapy, yeah. I'm going to leave you. Yeah. Bye. Exactly. You don't know how to clearly express this. This is why we need therapy. Exactly. And actually, that person could be like, okay, maybe we should go to deal with well, this. Well, and, and and that's why as a therapist perspective, when I'm not the, the person in the relationship that's in distress, right. I can have these thoughts and try to pass this on to listeners that, hey, yeah. it actually is a sign of like if, if partners, if you can get both partners in the room or not. And if not, then it's not the right time. There's other things to deal with before. It's like pre, pre-work before yeah. counseling. Yes. Um, so that's one thing. That's just one of my values. Yeah. Because I know other therapists who don't share that value. Agreed. Who will Force. do what they can to cajole. cajole both partners in. And that's very different than my approach of I accept where you're at and I'm just going to be a safe place that if you have a question or if you are interested, you can reach out to me. Yeah. I just create the safety. The hands-off approach. Yeah. So that's one Containment thing. approach. Yeah. yeah. The other value that I come with is I am a therapist. And I don't know, I actually know this about you, Tali, so I'm curious how you are. I'm also a therapist. You are a therapist. <laughs> I am a therapist who I will not see an individual and then see the, and then switch to couples later. That's mm-hmm. part of my training and my values and the style of work I do where 
if the motivated partner comes in first and I work with that person for even just like a couple of sessions Mm -hmm. and then the partner who originally didn't want to come in and wants to come in, I won't work with that as a couple. I'll maintain my relationship with the first partner Mm -hmm. because we've already started building a relationship. Yes. I will refer that couple out. Yeah. So that's, that's me. And the reason, by the way, I do that is because I've built a relationship with that first person. It's really hard for the way I work to bring another, the bring this partner in and that new person not feel like I've only have partner A's best interests because I've already, because that person hasn't been there for the last like month of therapy. Yes. However, there's lots of therapists and I'm curious, are you someone who will work with someone individually? And then if they're like, Hey, finally my, my partner wants to come. Will they, uh, you know, will you, will you see the couple? On the basis of the behavior you described of seeing an individual, then seeing a mm-hmm. couple or partnership, I will only do that if it's occasional. Like if the mm-hmm. person I'm meeting with is, hey, I'd like individual therapy. We work yeah. together. We work together. You and I, let's say, are working together. Uh-huh. And you're like, hey, my partner, we are having this gridlocked issue. Can I bring them in? Yeah. Because you know me, you know what I'm trying to voice. Can yeah. I just have you as a safety piece for me to share with my partner? Not turning it into couples therapy, like a one-off session. Uh-huh. Yes, I won't see it as I've seen you for a month and now your partner feels like, oh, yeah. what am I missing out yeah. on? Surprise, here we are in couples. Yeah. I won't do that. Mm-hmm. I will see a couple and then meet with them individually, Yeah, which I know sometimes is a no-no. I don't make a yeah. habit of it, but there is a lot that I can get connected to with mm-hmm. partner a yeah if partner b isn't in the room doesn't yeah. mean i'm not going to share what we brought up but sometimes the arrival yeah. of what we birth is really messy and gross and we really don't want to share that deepest fear with our partner it's the core right they don't need to see the process of what we get to they just need to be given like yeah here's how it's made yeah. right i don't want to see how it's made i want to say here's <laughs> the gift right here's a hot dog yeah. i don't want to know how a hot dog's made i just yeah. want to eat it right no, my style is also, I will frequently do individual yeah. sessions in the context of couples work. Exactly. But it'll always be balanced. One individual yes. session with another individual with both partners. I will, yeah. I and won't, that's my I won't standard s- intake too. Yeah. I will have a couples consultation yeah. for a session. Then I'll do two individual sessions with the couples and then we'll come back together mm-hmm. commonly. Sometimes I try and schedule it that way. Sometimes it's I do couples until yeah. I see the need. Yeah. I sometimes like to, I'm not like a, in a sick therapist way, but mm-hmm. I like to see if there is resistance because mm-hmm. sometimes... Couples don't have the same issues others do, right? Yeah. To say it very non-judgmentally, yeah. and they don't necessarily require uh-huh. that one-on-one. Yeah. Sometimes it's richer and in-depth to work mm-hmm. with both of them and have that sure. individual session almost with the other couple or other partner watching, yeah. not in a kinky way, but like they're in the room present watching this process. Yeah. So then they're present for it and they get to see their own reactions and bring them up and the other partner gets to hear it in vivo with the safe mediator so yeah there's many ways we can do it but no the point of that is i would not do not expect to go to a couple's therapy and finagle it and then just show up and trick your therapist like oh they ran late from work oh they this oh they that two to three sessions in and then be like surprise right or you abduct your partner and take them into therapy i've Mm -hmm. heard that before i did surprise session i did accidentally rope a partner in a couple's therapy but it was a genuine, all of us were surprised. It was for their own good. No, so what happened was I had one partner called. It was actually because they were coming in for some parenting coaching. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And on the phone consult, I had actually said, hey, um, a lot of times it, it's from what I was hearing, like, hey, let, let's, why don't you two come in as parents and we can kind of talk some stuff because we can do yes. some parenting coaching instead yes. of like family work, right? Yes. And then from that consult went, actually, 
I think couples would be there. Now, I had already had a discussion with the partner who had initially set the consultation. He knew that was on the table. Okay. The other partner was like, what are you talking about? I thought we were coming here for our kid. <laughs> uh, yep. But that was that. a genuine, like, hey, we it weren't unfolded. trying to. No, it and, unfolded. And, of course, with that, that, that parent who was like, what the heck? I thought, like, made sure to attune to that and check in. And then eventually uh, that person was like, oh, I'm on board. I'm into this. But it was, yeah. it was a genuine, uh, huh, this happened. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's just a fun story. I want to go back to um, what you're saying where you might be working with someone individually and then bring their partner in yeah. and to kind of help and facilitate your individual client sharing or bringing something to their relationship. Yes. I call those adjunct sessions and I think oh. those are super helpful. Yeah. Um, and that that is a absolutely appropriate thing to do, in my opinion, when you're working with an individual I always tell people, you can invite people to your session if you want. It's your time. It's your session. With the understanding that we talk about it beforehand, we clarify two things, which is one, why does this need to happen in session and it can't be a discussion you can have outside of session? Like, what is the role of this in your therapy with me? And two, what what is the specific reason that you, my client, want from it? And that's so that I can help um, a facilitate or not facilitate I can um, filter out if it's again really needs to happen in session and I can make sure we stay boundaried in the session with what my individual client wants because frequently it might be like hey I want to invite my partner in to share this beautiful gift I've worked on in therapy and then the partner does want to get into their stuff well no we're not doing couples therapy it's an adjunct session mm. so I might actually put some pretty strong boundaries mm. on the in, the person who was invited in and say hey so just for now this is what yeah. we're talking about. And you can choose to be a part of this because so-and-so invited you in. Or you can choose not to be, which is absolutely your choice. And if that's the case, then fine. I'll let you just wait in the lobby and then um, I'll continue working there. Yeah. But I'll be very, very specific about it. So that's a very different mm. style of session when a, when a partner is in a session, in an individual session with someone, mm-hmm. as opposed to doing couples therapy. Yes. So yeah. There are times where I like to let the partner not spiral out, mm-hmm. but I need... I need for the therapeutic process at times, or I would prefer at times to see what they're working with. Yeah. To see if they bring up some stuff. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that actually happened to me. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. couple minutes, not a soapbox, not yeah. all the other person's therapy, right? It's just, boop, mm-hmm. I see that you need some containment from what you've told me today. It sounds yeah. like you benefit from therapy also, or maybe <laughs> you two could go to couples, right? Yeah. I get them just talking just enough when they feel safe and comfortable, not as a manipulation, but like... Yeah. Wow, they felt safe enough to open up. Yeah. What was it like for you to just tell me that? Yeah. Oh my God, I feel so much better. Yeah. Would you yeah. want some of that every week? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Boom, right? Here's a referral. Yeah, do it. Um, I love that. And by the way, listeners, the reason we're kind of going, at least for me, the way I see why we're yeah. going down this line of thought is this is one of the things I have spent time explaining to a motivated partner so many who calls times. in and says, hey, I want to do couples, but I don't know if my partner's into it. So this is one of the things I explain, like, okay, if your partner doesn't want to join you in couples therapy, then if you'd like, I can work with you one-on-one. Sure. Because you can get some support for whatever is stressing you in your relationship, and you can do your individual part. Yes. There will be moments for adjunct sessions, which is not couples therapy, but you'll be able to, if we collaborate and agree that it's appropriate to bring your partner in, to share something or work on something, we can do that. And if in the future your partner does end up wanting to be active and involved in the therapy, particularly if you're going and they're starting to see the, the positive growth you're having, a lot of people go, ooh, I want some of that. 
That, yes. that stuff that feels good on you, I want some of that feel good on yes. me. Yes, if it's a motivational um, reason. Yeah. And then at that point, then you already have access to me yes. as a mental health professional. I can guide you and refer you to an amazing yes. clinician who will go really well for you two as a right. couple. Right. Because so, some people they just have in their head, it's couples therapy or nothing. Or nothing. Yeah, couples are bust. And, yeah. um, not the case. And that's not the Always. case. It's, again, working with the people where they're at. Like, if one partner mm-hmm. doesn't want to go, but you're in this relationship, mm-hmm. and you really want some support, and you want to work on things, there's a lot that can be done mm-hmm. in therapy on your own. Because uh, I've had this happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you worked with an individual, and then they realize they don't want to be in that relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's very telling. Yeah. If I'm making a commitment yeah. in what we were talking about before yeah. the episode, making unilateral decisions, making yeah. other things in a partnership yeah. are mutually exclusive. Yeah. That's not, there's no I, me, mine. Yeah. The, what is the golden, the golden rule is treat others as you want to be treated. But some people are like, he who makes the gold makes the rules. If you have one partner who's like (laughs) that and the other partner who's like, I want to work on this. Yeah. To be honest, as Talia, not even as a, that's not going to work. Uh Uh-huh. If you have one partner who's very motivated and it's like, hey, I'd love to improve this. I love you so much. We have some tweaks to work out. As we know with Gottman, 69% of the fights that you have are perpetual problems. Uh They're going to not be resolved, right? You can manage them, but mm-hmm. they're not solvable issues. Mm-hmm. Pick your 69%. Yeah. Do I want to argue with you two-thirds of the time over the toilet seat or be like, hey, can you stop cheating on me, right? Like, which one? Toilet you... seat. Toilet seat for the win, right? I vote toilet seat. So, but that's your choice. Yeah. And I sometimes I will frame that to yeah. the partner depending on what they explain on that phone call. Yeah. Does this sound like the partner you want to be with for the rest of your life? Is yeah. this what you want to model for your kids? Yeah. Genuine questions. This is not loaded at all. It's positing to them so they can do the inventory. Personally, my partner doesn't want to go to therapy. We're not probably going to have a relationship. Mm -hmm. I need to know that that is an option should things go poorly that Mm -hmm. you are open to. I don't want to wait till it gets bad and we're fighting to Mm -hmm. then realize, uh, wait a second, you don't believe in therapy? What? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't, I, that would be my, one of my fears. Yeah. Right? So ask your partner that. When you're first dating and getting into a relationship, what are your thoughts on therapy? Would you ever want to see somebody with me if we needed stuff to work out, right? Mm -hmm. If they're like, no, therapy's the devil. Mm -hmm. And you love it, maybe you're not a good fit, right? Not to say that that's a diagnosis of you should break up and you're listening to this, oh, my partner hates therapy, we need to break up. But that's an openness and a willingness to make the commitment and try and repair. And if your partner doesn't have that in them, that's your choice. Do you want to stay with a partner like that or not? I mean, I think... I agree that there's a bit of, do you want a partner like that? I am less on it's only a red flag. I do think it can be. Yes. Um, I not think it's also the flip to, yeah, not everything's a red yeah. flag. You love that series. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do one of those soon. I know. Next, I don't even know. Maybe next time. Whatever. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. But, um, <laughs> I got like really excited about <laughs> that. Um, but back to, uh, it's not just a negative or a red flag. It's also, um, there's some positivity to look at in my sort of optimistic view of... I love your optimistic Someone view. can s- not share the value of therapy and then see the great benefits that it has. Yes, sometimes. And then learn. Yes. yes. You know, and then people grow together because of that. It's the ones who are so, steadfast in their resistance and the yeah. stuck-in-the-mud way of thinking, the yeah. my way or the highway type yeah. partners of, no, mm-hmm. I wasn't taught that, this and that. What was yeah. conflict like in their household yeah. growing up? Yeah. They hated it. Their parents got divorced. I never saw them fight. Well, well, all right. That tells me everything I need to know, right? <laughs> Again, being very facetious at, at best, I would say. That is telling, though. Yeah. It, it lets me know, are you going... For me, yeah. this is not about necessarily on the phone call, but it's something It's a value, right? You shared uh-huh. that value. Yeah. 
I need to know my partner's going to be there for me mm-hmm. if we have a child with special needs, mm-hmm. if my parent dies, if something tragic happens. If the going gets tough, what are you going to do? Are you going to avoid and shut down? Or yeah. are you going to engage or at least be like, I don't know how to help you through this, but let me call your best friend, right? Yeah. How are you going to contain me? And if your partner's thing is just like, I'm going to avoid it and we're just going to ignore that we have this deep problem. Yeah. It's since when, has, not work since out when has ignoring an issue made it go away, right? What's the. Um, I have this weird itch on my foot. It'll be fine. Gets cut off two years later. Eh. I think it's Ayn Rand quote, but I don't don't quote me on that. That's who actually said it. Okay. But um, you can uh, avoid reality, but you cannot avoid the consequences of avoiding reality. Um, I love yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, sure, you can avoid yeah. all you want, but there's still consequences from that avoiding. Uh-huh. Avoiding is a behavior. Yes. Um. That's, I think. <laughs> We're not getting into it now. Sorry. That is, that is it. So again, when we talk to those partners on the phone who are motivated, some things you might hear are, this is normal. You're not alone in this. Please don't try and force your partner to Mm -hmm. come. I can definitely see you if that's something you're Mm -hmm. open to. Has your partner voiced why Mm -hmm. they don't want to come in? I I like to ask that. Yeah. Because if it's something completely external to the relationship and maybe Uh they had a really traumatizing event with a therapist growing up, that's not about their relationship. That's not what I'm talking about when they're like, I don't want to go to therapy. It's not, I don't value our relationship. I don't want to go. It's It's, some fucked up shit happened to me. I I don't feel safe though. I saw a therapist and that wasn't cool. That is a very different discussion. Then, Then I might reach out, hey, can you give me your about whatever's number, yeah. email, right, with yeah. permission. Yeah. I just like to chat. It's yeah. a 10-minute phone call. Yeah. I'm not asking for any commitment, but I'd really love to be able to answer the questions I'm able to answer, right? Yeah. I can coach you through that on the phone call more than I can convince yeah. the partner coming I, in. That's similar to what I, what my responses yes. will be to a motivated partner calling. What about the unmotivated uh, partner? Well, I just want to put a bow on it, yes. but yeah, I do want to get into yeah. that. Because yeah, mine is... Absolutely, I'm available. So again, creating the safety. Mm-hmm. And if your partner wants to call and ask me any questions, I'm down. I won't necessarily take the initiative to do that because again, I think Sometimes I, do. I look at it. <laughs> well, for me, there, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just look at it as I still am looking for some a bit of responsibility Agreed. on the partners. So it's like, hey, I'm very, I'm trying to exude the safety to one partner who yeah. obviously already feels safe with me. It's case but dependent. if that's passed through, even in emails, you know, I think, well, maybe the partner who doesn't want to call will read mm-hmm. my email mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll just say, okay, I'm absolutely available to answer any questions right. anytime. Let me know. Right. And then at least if that happens, I have had that where the other partner calls like, Hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. And then I'll still go down the road of, and if that's not a thing, that's fine. We can do individual. And then I'll explain what adjunct sessions might look like down the road. And then if you do get to a place where couples therapy does is on the table, I can support you in finding a great couples therapist. Yes. No absolutely. matter what, though, reaching out, I take my responsibility as an advocate for the field. And even though I would say a majority of the time when, when only a motivated partner is involved in, and calls me, I don't end up working with that couple. That's fine. I'm still trying to just say, hey, look. You took the risk to call me. I will be available to you to answer questions about the mental health field. Which, by the way, I just say to anyone listening, I'm available for that. If you yeah, have questions same. about it, I always just put boundaries on those HM calls here. where... Hit me up. Yeah, hit me up. Um, I just won't get into your like personal stuff. Sure. But I'll answer anything about the mental health yeah. field and guide you through hey, the process. Hey, is there a therapist that can help me with this? Yes. Yeah. Here they go. Right, no, that's done it. Done. Yeah. So Piece what would cake. you tell an unmotivated partner? Now that you've nicely wrapped that up, they're one up at a Thank you for letting me... <laughs> Summarize. I love it. Um, Containment. What would I say to an un... 
to a partner who maybe is like, hey, I'm not too sure about couples therapy. First of all, good on you for listening to this, because that probably means you're someone with a little interest yeah. in it. Because um, let's be honest, the people who are completely rigid and shut off are never going to be listening to the Couples Guide they're podcast. They're going to be in a relationship for uh, very long either. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> um, or they're listening to it because their partner said, hey, check this out. Yeah. And this is, again, Look, that... Look, babe, there's other people just like There's that really <laughs> cool thing of like, well, I'm not into this, but my partner cares and I love them, so I'm going to. Right. So thank you to you, yes. person, right yes. now, who's that. And if that's the case, I would say... What are you afraid of? Yeah, ask yourself, like, what is it that you understand about couples therapy that you're like, no, thank you? Yes. Um, <laughs> that's for others, not for yeah, me. Thank you. Because I get that there's stigma around mental health. Could mean weakness. Um, it could be, yeah. I have to talk uh, about my feelings. Ew. Yeah. I get that a lot from um, uh, men yeah. all the time. Like Men what, struggle with meta emotions. Um, it's hard. I mean, yeah, uh, if you're listening to us and me talk, I'm always talking about this thing called emotionally focused therapy. And I tell my, my people, <laughs> like, kidding. yeah, we're getting into those emotions. Yeah. People are like, huh, yeah. what, yeah. what? No, yeah. I spent my life building up walls around that. No, yeah. thank you, right? Yeah. So it can go against some of some. We of don't need to think. talk about those. Yeah. I'm avoiding them. Yeah. Well, that's probably why we're having issues. Nope, couldn't be that. Yeah. There's a lot of the myths. I mean, the whole reason we started this podcast was to bust those myths about what yep. is couples therapy. If you I go have, to therapy, you're going to get a divorce. Yeah. Or I have people be like, oh, is it always just about our sex lives? <laughs> and I'm I like... Wish. That'd be a great... I'd be like, no, but honestly, that's one of the most fun things to yes, talk about. I love so, talking about uh, that as a therapist, you know, but no. Or it's like, oh man... If you just, want it to be. It's just like so much time focused on negativity and pain. I was like, well, that's... I get it because that's what brings people in. Mm-hmm. And I try to remind people all the time... Like, you gotta go through it to get through it. Well, and I couldn't still, and I, I'm sure the same, I couldn't be a therapist if every session, every hour, 40 hours a week was pain and hurt. It would, yeah, it would <laughs> just not work. The point is that that's how couples start, but then we also get to... They also wait till they get to that pain yeah. point to come in, so it's your own fault. <laughs> well, there's I say that out of love, there. it's your own fault. If yeah. you wait for your relationship to get to that pain point, yeah. then yes, that's what we're going to be effing talking about in sessions. Yes, but that's also who we're talking about right now, the people And I say it with like love, yeah. but you know me, I'm direct, My but big care. point, though, is on the other side of that, is there's so many sessions of love and joy and yes. connection. oh my god. That, that's I why I'm a therapist. Up, they yeah. hug each other. I get to see the joy and yeah. the love and this connection of, oh, we unearthed this big bonding moment. Yeah. That's actually that's the majority of couple sessions. Yes. yes, it's clunky and awkward yeah. because we're working through that resistance. Yeah. And then when you finally soften into being vulnerable with each other in therapy and yeah. out of therapy, we make progress. Yeah. We're not sitting in pain for months. Yeah. That should not... Ideally, I shy away from should. Yeah. That is not the ideal standard of couples therapy is you leave feeling more miserable yeah. every single session for months and months. Yeah. No. I will, I mean, with informed consent, that will happen at times, but it's uh, not the standard of no. sessions. That's not my goal is to make you leave yeah. feeling worse than you came in. Yeah. And just know that, um, again, from just me being a true therapist and a true human being, I couldn't live my career if... Every session was that painful. I can I, I love my job because more sessions than not have this like joy and excitement and and, and, yeah. and positivity. So that's just one thing to mention. Um, but again, if we're talking to the listener who is like, I'm only listening to this podcast because my you know my wife, my husband wants to go to the couple of and said, hey, check this mm-hmm. out. My Here's girlfriend an, or boyfriend, even yeah. So yeah. you know, check out some of these episodes and hopefully get a sense of what therapy could be like. And also know that there are different types of therapists and you have a voice of what kind of therapy you want. 
So ask yourself, hey, I don't want to go to therapy, but what would I want different in my relationship? Maybe it is that I want a deeper level of emotional connection. Cool. Mm-hmm. Come see Ryan Hill, EFT right. therapist. Gotcha. Um, however, maybe you're like, you know what? I think we're pretty good. We just need to communicate better. I would love some communication skills and some tools in my tool belt. Awesome. Guess what? I mean, you can still see Ryan Hill, oh, yeah. uh, but at the same time, there's yeah. plenty of therapists yeah. who like, that's their special. Like, Hey, let's go yep. through and do some communication skills training. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. And if you want to oh. dive really deep to your core inner child wounds, come see me. There you go. And you're going to walk right down and meet your inner child. Yeah. And, and so the point is I get that for people not in the therapy world, it's scary and it's a daunting task. I That's feel the other for thing anyone. I hear. It's a I don't project. Have time. I'm yeah. sorry. You don't have one to two hours to oh. devote to saving or maintaining or bettering your relationship. Well, question. I get what you're it's saying. It's a question. I don't answer it for yeah, them. Yeah. I ask. I literally yeah. pose it to them. From what my what I'm hearing yeah. is that one or two hours a week devoted to the relationship, not even the word yeah. saving and maintaining or whatever. Yeah, yeah. One to two hours a week to the relationship is not something that you can include in your life at this time. Am yeah. I understanding that correctly? Yeah. Framing it for them can either be like, wait, no, actually I do that now that you've put it in that perspective. Oh. And the other one's like, yeah, yeah, they're not ready. I don't want to work with you if you're not ready. I'm That's not going to have spouse mandated yeah. therapy yeah. for the both of you. My my final note on that for if you're the resistant partner and uh-huh. it's not a trauma based thing, you had uh-huh. a bad experience with a therapist or what have you. Uh-huh. So that barring that, what I often see and I've heard by the resistant partner when they they eventually come in and they benefit and they enjoy it was. I was scared, obviously. Mm-hmm. I didn't didn't know what it was going to be like, and now I do. I had heard horror stories from my friends, blah, 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 right? There's those cases, and then there's the cases of people who are like, well, I don't want to do this, and I get confrontational out of love. Why? <laughs> Why? What's your worst fear? Blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, what if I say something, and I was like, and they're going to leave you? Mm-hmm. Right? It's deep fears of abandonment that they don't want to go unearth their problems in their relationship, because even if they have problems in their relationship, the key word there is they're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. If I go through and work my way through that, what if I have white knight syndrome and I fix you mm. and by the end of the relationship, we don't have issues and then you're not fun to me anymore and I'm ending up alone, mm. right? That's a really deep fear that a lot of people would rather have icky relationships because at least they have a relationship versus going through unearthing all that core stuff that they've been avoiding for a long time and realizing, oh, maybe I should have talked to my partner about this before we were married for 12 to 15 years and I didn't know this about them. I didn't, I should have asked if they wanted to spank the kids before we had kids. I should have asked what their tradition is like. They feel guilty and shamed sometimes that they didn't do enough prep work before they got into the relationship and they don't want to sit there and be faced with their own mm-hmm. psyche and mirror. That's a very deep, like analytical way of framing it, but that's usually that deep fear-based mentality yeah. of, I don't want to come in and learn what I'm doing wrong. I don't want to take accountability and responsibility. And my parents got through it. They're fine. I should be too, right? There's mm-hmm. all that that can go into you being avoidant as well. I honor you. I hear you. But face your fear. Well, I get that's the, to me, I see that as like the tough love message, which is absolutely helpful. And for those listening, you're hearing like, oh my gosh, that is exactly stuff going on for me. Here, here's the other part of that too, is all that stuff is there anyway in your relationship. Yep. So it's affecting it. Mm -hmm. And if you're considering going to couples or not, it's, it's, it's affecting it in a negative way. Uh And... Not just, hey, face it, be there, tough love. That's one part. It's also, hey, you're hiring a professional to like help this you is my with job. that. 
Yeah. Like, so it's not just, not oh, I'm by myself anymore dealing with that's right. already there. I have a professional who knows what the hell they're doing. Yes. But if you've and been alone your you. whole life, what are you conditioned to think? You're going to leave me just like everybody else yeah. did. And people project that onto mm-hmm. their therapists. Exactly. And uh, part of the yeah. fun thing about a therapeutic relationship is then you have a corrective experience like exactly. that. Which I get if you're listening and you've gone through that, you're like, yes. what the hell does that that's mean? That's why I say face the fear. I don't yeah. say it out of like, do it right get in the game son but i say it out of it's okay i get how scary this is on a Mm -hmm. level that Mm -hmm. you and i maybe don't share right Mm -hmm. like i hear it from my perspective and things i've been through Mm -hmm. i hear what you're saying can you try Mm -hmm. all i'm asking is the willingness to try if you absolutely hate it it's like vegetables as a kid spit it out if you try it and you don't like it spit it out i'm not forcing you but gift yourself and know that if you try and you're, you know, if you're my client, I'm walking this with you. So oh, yeah. Good I am luck there. rid of me. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding that space with you. I'm walking right, right down that path. And again, if you try it and it's vegetables and it's gross, you spit out, that's fine. I'm okay with it. Then I'm going to also be walking with you in your next of the journey to the next support that you need, whatever that is. I agree. So no matter what, I got your back. Yep. So if you are the partner listening and you want to go to therapy, please call. And if you're the partner listening and something we said today spoke true to you or it still wasn't that, then send us an email. Again, if you're comfortable and we'd love to learn, we're not going to put you on blast. We'd love to learn what else that experience is like for either partner. Mm -hmm. What draws you to want to get help? Mm -hmm. What story has been created for you that allows safety in that? Mm -hmm. And for those of you where it's like, "Mm, that's no, not my space. I want to learn more. I always tell my clients, teach me what that's like for you because I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Right. If they're reliving something. Te- that's my phrase. Yeah. Like, teach me what that was like. I want to learn. Yeah. Because I do. Yeah. So teach us what that's like. We want to learn. And you're on the right track. Very nice. The la- the only... The one thing I want to end on for this... Yes. Is to highlight everyone listening. By the way, we're doing this episode because of how common this this is with couples. So frequently... It's pretty much every couple. Yeah. Frequently. What was it? So a lot of people feel stressed about that. And if nothing else, I want you to know... You're not the only couple where this is the dynamic. Nope. So you're not alone. Nope. Just think of it as if your partner's the one who called, they just started the race. Yep. Right. They just started the walk with you Mm -hmm. and you'll join. There you go. Right. Cool. Next episode is episode 18 and we're going to do it all on the theme of acceptance. 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 What does that mean? You'll have to listen to understand. Stay tuned for more. If you have um, questions, comments, go ahead and shoot us an email. Ryan and Talia at thecouplesguidepodcast.com. Mm-hmm. See you next time. Bye.